Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. We hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. It has been a minute since we have been back in studio, but we are here. And I'm so like excited. Just yesterday we it were really here. does. But it was a nice long weekend. And I actually like when there's like a big space between shows. Like I know we do the show every day, but I feel like sometimes there's literally no news to report. There's a lot to talk about today on so many fronts, so many news stories, so much TV recap segment. So many personal updates. So many personal updates. So there's, many life updates. There's a lot to chat about. And we're going to get into it and that wouldn't be have been possible if you didn't throw your back out on Thursday yes get into it I literally just speak in TikTok language sorry if you don't know but that's a really good one. Oh, but the drums the drums that's that, actually is that not a story a, it's not a story um but let's definitely talk about it at some point well let's talk about it now okay because I think that like while people have their hot takes on it I feel like no one's talking about like how suspicious it is that like all these conversations are being had about TikTok and it's literally the same week that Instagram Reels is like getting um, started. It's rolling out. Like we have it now. Like a bunch of creators have it. And I think it's being brought to the public in like the next few weeks in yeah. America. So, I mean, no one's talking about that. But the timing is definitely suspicious. Like I smell something fishy. Okay. Well, there has been conversation about TikTok being banned for a few weeks now. So maybe that incentivizes Instagram to get their shit together oh, maybe. and be the replacement that this country might need. And okay, that's more, like, that's rational. Need, that's know? rational, yeah. So maybe they, they were being slow about it, but then they sped up the timeline in order to come and, and be the hero of the story. Very possible. I mean, we've gotten access to the platform. It's interesting. I mean, it's literally a copy of TikTok, but just not nearly as good. There's not as many editing features. And to be honest, like I've just been uploading content so that when everyone gets it, like I'll have some content to share. And I'm literally just taking my TikToks and yeah. uploading them. That's always how a new platform starts. You start, you like post old content first. You see, you know, what what everyone's posting, what's happening there. I'm sure it will wind up being similar to TikTok, but with its own differentiators. Yeah, that's not how every platform starts. That's just how every new platform that Instagram steals from other apps starts. Like on Snapchat stories, I was first uploading my Snapchat stories to Snapchat and Instagram stories, and then I eventually just left Snapchat behind. But it just, it really reminds me of the conversation we were having last week about IGTV, how it's like genuinely a piece of shit. And that's because it was an original idea. In such a genuine way, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> In such a, a real, raw, and honest way, it's such a piece of shit. What's so crazy is you say that's an original idea because, yes, I guess they didn't like copy and yeah. paste, but it's actually meant, was meant to compete with YouTube. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess when they... So like still not an original idea. When Instagram steals an idea but puts their own spin on it, like IGTV, it 
is a big fat fucking failure. But when they just straight up steal, like they did Instagram Copy stories. Paste. And that's what they're doing with reels. Like literally even, you know how when you, there's a TikTok, the audio is at the bottom and it like moves right to left like a, like a news thing? That they literally have that. Like it's it's such a copy that makes me think it's going to be so successful, you know? Interesting. I mean, they're primed to be successful right now, except there is some talk about what's going to happen with TikTok. Microsoft might be buying the U.S. US version. Operations. I just saw now that they have 45 days to make a deal happen. Mm-hmm. I heard that um, too. So TikTok might be coming back. Yeah, I mean... There's a conversation worth having if if TikTok does stick around, like what will be the future of Instagram reels? Like, I don't know. The community is so strong, but it was on Snapchat too. People like loved the platform so much, but eventually people just migrated over because it was so much easier to have one platform. So I don't even know if TikTok stays, like what will be? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, TikTok will still be a, similar to how Snapchat still is something for someone. And Instagram might just be like the more curated version of it, just like how it is yeah. with everything else. Like my Snapchat stories used to be like so raw and authentic right. and just like fun. And then my Instagram stories were really curated. And that's now all I do is just right. Instagram stories. So I think that Instagram in general is a highly curated place and the videos will follow suit. Like, yeah. So some of the like, fashion TikToks that we used to see would now be on Instagram. Yeah. But maybe they weren't even doing that well on TikTok to begin with. They weren't. And I wouldn't mind if all the fashion TikToks left because they're really getting in the way. I'm now on, um, I'm in between Ariana Grande TikTok and MLM TikTok where like we're exposing MLM. Okay. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Who are we exposing? A, you know, they all have weird names. Um, Monet. Monet and Roe, like. And, um, um, Agabond or something where they give you a free car there it's just fascinating and there's there's a no but only if you it's like literally the top one percent of one percent of all the recruiters yeah um it's really just exposing the truth behind MLMs which I thought was fascinating but when I did log on to TikTok this weekend it was literally like the last day of camp like people just crying and like like you know when like you were well not anymore but when we were a kid we're like here's my address like write me letters it was like here's my Instagram follow me like it's just it's it's a little funny like it's not because like people are really sad about it but like the content was a little funny I'm sorry and and I think the the talkers will be okay there will be a place for them whether it's reels whether Microsoft buys Buys TikTok TikTok. I think the talkers will be okay but I'm sure it was a major blow to the whole talk system no I mean I'm like salty because I only have 85,000 followers I'm like yeah get rid of TikTok so like now my 3 million Instagram (laughs) followers can really be like my TikTok followers but if I had built like a substantial I would I would be pissed like I agree so I'm just salty that my TikTok (laughs) never took off (laughs) but you know what fuck them fuck them Fuck them. I'm pro getting rid of TikTok. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't really care. But um, I actually really like the idea of Instagram reels because it's so for someone like me who couldn't make it on TikTok, like it's perfect. Yeah. And now that I had deleted TikTok a while back, when you guys send me TikTok videos, what I've realized is when it plays in Safari, I don't think the whole video plays. I mm-hmm. think just the first 15 seconds. So I've been watching these videos being like, this isn't funny. Oh, that's and hilarious. And it took me a while to realize that I wasn't watching the, the whole, whole thing. thing. For sure. And I have no way of watching the whole thing. I think you can watch on like Safari on your computer. It's so hard for me. I'm so sorry. We just got sidetracked. But that was... Yeah. I'm so glad we were discussing a little foreign policy so early in the morning. Yeah. That's what we do here at The Morning Toast. We've always said it's everything you need to know. And that you really did need to know if you're a talker or an aspiring talker like me. Right. Uh, But there's much more to discuss. First off, um, we need to talk about your back. No, I want to (laughs) address some rumors. You know, 
another day, another controversy for me. There has been a lot of, you know, underground speculation that I was faking throwing out my back, which is honestly hysterical. And that's the kind of controversy I can live with. But it's not, unfortunately. Um, but I do see how someone could think that because we canceled the show. Thir- we had always planned on going away Thursday. We were going to do the toast with our suitcases. Ben and Zach were going to pick us up and we were going to drive upstate. We were going to do a really early episode. But um, on Wednesday after our show, I had a project to shoot and I was very excited about it. And I absolutely looked stunning. Like it was sickening. And I was having so much fun at this photo shoot and they wanted Theo in the photo shoot. So Theo came and I was so excited. I bent down to pick him up and I just absolutely threw my back out. Literally, I started screaming. All these people were surrounding me wearing masks. Terrifying. And they like grabbed Theo and they put a chair and it was it was horrible. And like I was so excited. I've been looking forward to this photo shoot. It had been delayed because of COVID. And like it we finally got it on the books and I just ruined it. Like it was going so well. I ended up really being very professional. Like I heard Chris Jenner in my ear being like, get your shit together. And I got home and I just like utterly collapsed. And I knew that if we if I had to wake up extra early and I was on taking muscle relaxers, do the sh- have a prescription, do the show, get packed. Like I just knew I didn't have it in me. So I took the responsible step in canceling Thursday's show, which I apologize for. Um, and I really thought my back was going to ruin the weekend and I actually heard that some of my sisters were talking shit about me like being like oh Claudia's back is gonna ruin the weekend which when I heard really did hurt me but it's fine that's not what we said we said we hope Claudia's back doesn't ruin the weekend no that's what that's a part of the conversation that you told me but I can just imagine how you know sisters talk and and the conversation went on I don't want to know I was deeply hurt when I found out you guys were talking about me but it's fine it's fine I'm not upset I'm really not not at all. So um, I'm sorry. I really thought it was going to ruin the weekend. And when we drove up there, I literally was like asleep in the car because I took another muscle relaxer because I was in so much pain. And I just planned on really like staying in bed the whole weekend, but like with my family. So it was fine. Um, and really, the second I got there, we had a very active weekend. And I think part of the reason my back was thrown out was because I've literally been in bed every single day. I do the toast and I literally get back in bed. I've been in bed for four months. And Wednesday, which is when I threw my back out, was my first full day at work. Like I had this and then the photo shoot. I wasn't home till like six o'clock, which has been the case for me in a while but when we got there I put on like workout clothes and we just happened to like walk a lot we went horseback riding we played pickleball just what the doctor ordered it really was and now literally I got home and I laid in bed all day yesterday and my back is fucking killing me okay I got home yesterday and I was just not right I laid in bed all day I'm so sore I think from horseback riding my vagina is truly broken like my neck yeah my vagine no by Uh, the way literally my neck my back And my crack a little bit, okay? Like I like that the person who wrote that song song obviously went horseback riding. I just gone horseback riding for the first time in ten years. We went horseback riding in literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. When we first got there, we were like horseback horseback riding is a good idea in theory. And we used to horseback ride as kids, but I guess if you really don't do it a lot, it's very scary. Like you're you're very high up. And just like anything else, the older you get, the more aware you become of all the ways that this thing that you're doing can kill you. No, I just was imagining like falling off the horse and that wasn't even what I was afraid of. I was afraid of the horse then stepping on me. Yes, that is the big issue with falling off horses. I just watched Yellowstone and it shows you all the ways in which a horse can hurt you. you. So we, but we did, we were like literally about to turn around, but we gave it and it's true. Like when you're an adult and you like, you do something that you're afraid of, you feel so accomplished. And we ended up like walking up the trail into like this sickening stunning gag worthy like cornfield gag worthy it was seven o'clock it was like almost sunset I literally felt so close to God it was fucking stunning and I just love doing things like that and it ended up being 
like a really good thing that I'm glad we did. But by the time we got back, I couldn't feel my toes. My legs were so numb. Like I was in so much pain. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a full body workout, especially when the stirrups don't fit you. And as you ride through the cornfield, they become more undone. Yes. Your legs are just like hanging there and you're squeezing your thighs for dear life. Yeah. But all worth it, except that today I'm walking like a cowboy. Yeah, but it was fabulous. We had a great weekend. We were upstate and it was just so great to be one with nature, get out of the city finally. And it was our first like mini staycation with Michaela, which was just absolutely everything of the sort it was so exciting to take her away but speaking of vacations we have a little housekeeping news yes I'm afraid some people are not going to be too happy about what we're about to say but you know it has been a very long quarantine and for your girls for your girls we have done really everything we can to like do the show every day because we know there's been so much uncertainty and you can always rely on us to come here and say stupid shit so we wanted to be that for you we really did and I feel like we did our jobs and we have been we did our jobs even when it was just so fucking hard (laughs) and we are going to take a little break but we will not be completely gone so starting next week Jackie and I and the Steens are heading out of town um and we will not be in studio but we will be releasing weekly podcasts I think we decided on every Wednesday so we're going to be still recapping um all the housewives that we're watching and we're still going to be um doing Dear Toasters and the Fast Five stories from that week which actually might end up like being really great episodes yeah. because we're not like talking about really dumb shit that we just like need stories for. We'll just be a weekly podcast audio only obviously plus all the Patreon episodes. Yeah, so it would be a great time for you to become a Patreon member. It is in no it's not permanent by any means. It's really just a hiatus. Just for a month. Just for a month um now that Michaela is, you know, ready. Good. Ready we're to gonna, pack her things and get gonna, out of town. We're going to get her out of here. And that's what we're going to be doing. So apologies if you needed us in August. We are going to be taking some time for ourselves. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. As much as I'm really going to miss you guys, I'm going to miss the studio because like nothing brightens my day like this wallpaper. Like this place. I'm really so excited for our little vacation. I'm excited to see how it feels to do weekly episodes. Yeah, you, you know, know, it's like what other podcasters do, and they're always like running late with their weekly episodes. I'm like, how? So we're maybe about we're, we're going to find out. We'll definitely be late. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we. But they'll um, be up Wednesday mornings around ish. 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is our housekeeping update. It is only for a month. We'll be back. I think second week of September. And it feels good. You know, it's the same time The View is taking a hiatus. So we're just... We're oh, just, are they? We're just one of the hosts. Everyone has gotten their hiatus. It's our turn now. Yeah. And I feel like... I feel good about the work that we did. 100%. Some of it. Um, during the quarantine. And people needed us. And I feel like we were there for them. And now it's our turn. But you have a full week of shows this week. So we're just gonna leave it all in the studio. We're gonna spread them for you. We're gonna spread them for you. Like we always do. Always. Sometimes wider than other times. Speaking of things that we need to speak about, and I can't believe we've gone on like however long it's been without speaking about it. Snitch got a dog. But I'm bum. Snitch got a dog. Hey. Oh, snitch got a dog. But I'm She bum. has been keeping this a secret. Um, she's been working on a secret project. She's been working on a secret project. Uh, ben and I drove her to pick a Magnolia. That's her dog's name. Magnolia up yesterday. And it was really emotional. You know, Margo was in the car just like cradling Magnolia, sobbing. And it was it was big. And, you know, Margo, this is like a big step for for someone for and a young snitch for a young snitch and we feel as though it's exactly what she needed the timing is great since we'll all be going away it's a great you know time to have magnolia get to know theo have magnolia get trained while we're all in a house together i think it's really good we got to spend the day with magnolia she is so fucking cute she weighs four pounds you i mean she literally feels like one pound you but guys she's this big you might be seeing pictures of her i saw a few pictures of her before i went over to snitches and i was like oh like oh full dog whatever this dog is just a little 
handful of dog. You can hold her truly in like your index finger and your thumb. Handful of dog. She's so cute. She met Theo yesterday. It did get a little tense over a bone, but I think they were just playing. It's good. It's good. It's good. Theo was like so shook. But then so excited and you could just see the love pouring from his heart like that he's now a really I know that technically they're cousins but it, he really is stepping into this big brother role. Of course and Theo's it, kind of been waiting for this. It's the role he was born to play. It's very exciting. I mean Margot you know was up all night. That's life you know with a baby but it'll it'll be good and, and we're really excited and happy for her on this journey and I'm just so excited to have another dog in the family. Yeah and have another dog in the studio one day. And we've now rebranded Theo's Instagram from pup with no job to pups with no job. It'll be a joint venture from Theo and Magnolia, which is very, very exciting. We've got to get some fabulous content for them while we're out of town. Double the premium content with the two pups. It's just, it's so exciting. It'll be interesting to see how they share. Theo being an only child for so many years, he hasn't had to share yet. And I think that's where the conflict arose yesterday over the over bone gate. Definitely. There were some tensions and I, you know, I spoke to Theo after and we had a really good, really good talk, you know, a heart to heart almost. Um, and it's as it is with, you know, any only child, it's very challenging to not only not be, you know, the object of affection for everyone, but to have to now share your Instagram. That's and Theo works so hard. He He works so hard to build that following, you know, over time and just kind of like fork it over to, you know, what he says is a good for nothing dog. Um, (laughs) it's hard. He's entitled to his opinions, but but we're working through it. I think also as much as he's probably coming out like really strong and, and trying to, be so defensive like it's not just that Magnolia has come in and, and stolen everyone's hearts and, and minds and Instagram accounts but also Michaela came onto the scene a few months ago and, and Theo's just been competing for love and attention ever since and it's he's like what about me can you do me a favor can you just like not speak for Theo because you actually haven't spoken to him about it and you were actually being like super fucking rude to him yesterday um, I was the, well, I'm being the nicest to him I gave him the most love can I speak for him like Please. let me tell you what actually is going on he doesn't feel any type of way about baby Michaela he is 100% supportive of her and there is absolutely no beef with them and they really coexisted perfectly until Magnolia sprung on the scene and just like shook things up yeah and I think Magnolia I mean I'm not gonna I'm just projecting yeah I think Magnolia as you do being the same size as Michaela it just makes him feel like left out you know um no I I don't think that's I, think it's, I think it's about the sizing oh so are you are you fat shaming my son you said the f word are you body shaming my son never Never. He's a beautiful boy. Michaela and Magnolia, by the way, are not the same size. They're so little, both of them. Yeah, but Michaela weighs like double what Magnolia weighs. It's just, it's hard to go from, I can imagine, it's hard to go from being the baby to the adult. For he's the fine. He's doing fine. Okay. He's fine. Okay. He's great. No, he's the best boy. And he's the star of this show. Like, he has so much going on, you know? He just has to remember that. Count his blessings. Yeah. He's fine. We're fine. We're all fine. Okay, Theo, like, I have to talk to him, but he's my favorite boy of all time. He could, like, he He's really, a perfect angel. Like, how could he feel any type of way? You know, maybe it would be nice if you said it once in a while. That's all I'm saying. I feel like it's all I ever say, but it's I'll, true. Say, I'll say it some more. No, it's fine. You know, we just have to work. This is our new, our new life, our, our new, new dynamic, our new normal. <laughs> we just have to work it out. We're going to do it, and it's going to be fabulous. We have so many blessings, truly. And it's fabulous. It's, it's really fabulous. I'm so excited for Snitch. I'm so excited for the whole Fichemin family. It's going to be beautiful. Follow them on Instagram at pups with no job while you're there hitting the follow button, like, you know, working on your ratio, head over to Jackie O problems, give her a follow. (laughs) And then at the redheads at the morning toast. Fabulous. New redheads episode drops on Thursday. Very exciting to get all the gals together to record the episode. I'm almost done with the book. It is 
dark. It's an intense one, yeah. I heard. Mm-hmm. People but are it, talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to the lively conversation that, that will ensue. Fabulous. Well, if that's all we need to discuss, anything else you wanted to chime in with before we dive into the Fast Five? No, I, I feel as though it's time to dive right in. I just want to uh, let everyone know that my iPad showed up today dead. Mm. Uh, dead but, on know, arrival. It really happened. This is the first time it happened. I know. And it's because of the long weekend. So Why don't you just leave it here charging? Um, do you use your iPad at home ever? Not really. You should think about that. Know. Yeah. I used to do that. Maybe I'll go back to doing that. But anyway, so I'll be reading off my phone today. I hope that's okay with all of you. And without further ado, it is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And that is true, but it is Monday, and since we did not have a show Friday, we weren't able to highlight a black-owned business, and we want to do that today. So today's episode is brought to you by Gold. Founded by Trinity Wooford and Izzy Kabori in 2017, Gold was started with the mission of bringing good vibes to the wellness industry. Gold is an independent Brooklyn-born brand centered in making superfood-boosted essentials for health and beauty with products that are always natural, easy, and most importantly, fun. Gold makes superfood health and beauty for everybody. From latte blends to face masks, they are here to help you feel like your best self. Gold has three superfood latte blends, original matcha and cacao, and you could try it in water, milk, coffee, or smoothies. Blend to combine with your favorite hot or cold drinks. Enjoy daily at any time. All of them are vegan, keto season, and there are no added sugars. To learn more about Gold and to shop their products, visit gold.co, that's G-O-L-D-E dot C-O, or follow them on Instagram at gold, G-O-L-D-E, Thank you, Gold. Fabulousness at every turn. Check it out. Wow. That sounds so amazing right now. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into some of our great stories. First story, I think the most exciting news of the weekend, Luke Holmes and Nico Hawking are married in Florida this weekend. Luke Holmes is a married man. I'm so sorry, Claudia Snitch and and all the Ashray girls. I know. No, and all the girls out there who thought it would be them. Yep. On Saturday, the 30-year-old country crooner married fiancé Nicole Hawking. Nicole, the, it's hard to sorry, say her I name. Say, you know I was about to say Nico. But no, like, I know, because that's like her Instagram, and that's what we call her, but Nicole is her name. Yeah, sorry. Nicole Hawking at their home in southern Florida, a rep for Combs confirmed on Sunday to page six. Quote, despite the threat of a hurricane, by the way, it's hurricane season right now. Um, Isaiah says on its way, so everyone, if you're in the path of the storm, please, please be, be careful. careful. The couple had a lovely intimate ceremony and will be celebrating with friends and family in the new year, his rep told Page Six, noting that tropical storm Isaias, which brushed the Florida coast on Sunday. Combs and Hawking also posted photos from their wedding day to Instagram. He said, yesterday was the best day of my life. I got to marry my best friend. I love you at Nico Hawking. Here's to forever. Oh, my God. I just, this is so, really sprung on me. Like, I knew that they were engaged, and I just, like, never really thought about when they were getting married. Because to me, they're just, like, OTP. Like, it doesn't matter. And then I was just, like, in the car yesterday, scrolling Instagram, and it just popped up and, like, made my day. And certain types of things, you know, like, I compare this to Joe Jonas, where it's, like, when he got married, it, like, it really, it cut me deep, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it should have been me. And with Luke Holmes, you know, would I marry Luke Holmes in a minute? But do I feel like it should have been me? No. Because it should be Nico. It should be Nico. And I respect it. Yeah. And I, I support it. I also very much respect the fact that obviously their wedding plans were probably changed by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they went forward and, and ha- we didn't see a lot of any ceremony photos, but you know, the photos of the two of them on the big day were so beautiful, like the mm-hmm. whole nine. She did her bachelorette party a few weeks ago, and, and she found a way to make it all work out at given the, the new normal. Right, and I'm not a COVID bride, so maybe this is like easier said than done, but if I was, I think this is similar to what I would do. Like I would get legally married in like a small ceremony with really only the people that 
needed to be there. And I would figure out the party and I would make it like a blowout extravaganza whenever I can. But um, that's what I would do. But yeah. I guess everyone is doing it on their own timing and shit is real. Shit is real. For COVID brides. She posted, yesterday was the most special day. I'm so happy to spend the rest of my life with you. Although we wish we could have had every single one of our family and friends there. We can't wait to celebrate with everyone next year. So excited to share more of this day soon. Much love. Fabulous. I mean, you just love to see young love, burgeoning love. And I just, I like, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. It's fabulous. It's really fabulous. The photos are fabulous. Check them out at Nico Hockinger at Luke Holmes. She looks sickening. And we need to get her Instagram, Nico Holmes. Yeah, that we do need to do. And but she did change her name to Nicole Combs on Instagram. That's so Which beautiful. is such a sickening Nicole, name. Nicole, that's beautiful. Nicole, that's beautiful. Great time to remind you to watch my comedy special, Disgraced Queen. Now available on many platforms. If you head over to my Instagram account, Girl With No Job, there's an Instagram st- story highlight with tons of links to places you could watch it, you could stream it, you could rent it, you could purchase it. You could also stream the comedy album. Like if you like listening to podcasts, you could listen to like the whole hour, 15 minutes of my show as a podcast. Check it out. You know what? Speaking of comedy albums, perfect segue into our next story. New Joan Rivers comedy albums are coming in 2021, Variety reports exclusively. Sickening. New comedy albums from the late Joan Rivers containing previously unreleased material will be released in 2021. Production distribution company Comedy Dynamics. (gasps) Oh my God, they produced my comedy special. Do you think I could get an early uh, little... uh taste get to work oh my God, i'm literally gonna be so obnoxious and ask announced on friday it has acquired hundreds of hours of content from the joan rivers estate with plans to release a box set and digital albums rivers rose to prominence in the mid-1960s best known for her quick wit and caustic caustic style she died in 2014 unjustly and tragically far, and far too soon Wow, this is so exciting i didn't realize it was hundreds of hours i mean i actually recently watched um one of her more recent, I think maybe her last special before she passed. And it was just everything. I watched it with my in-laws in the Hamptons. And it was just like, she is such a talent, so sensational. What stage presence, not only for like anyone, but for a fucking 80 year old. Like it was whenever, I can't talk about it too much because it really makes me so sad. Even though like she was 80 and like that is when people die. Like that is just not when she was meant to die. No. And she was truly taken from us too soon. She was at the height of her career. And if you like know a lot about her and you know, like if you watch her documentary, like she spoke so frequently about these highs and lows of fame and for her to go out in a high, which is obviously great. It's better than going out in a low. It's just devastating because she had so much more to accomplish. She had so much more to give us. And I feel as though the world, her absence is so felt like, we could really benefit from hearing from her right now on the issues of today, but also it'd be nice to just hear from her in general from years past. You know, this is fabulous. I mean, I, like it, I, whenever I think about it, like it's such a shame to me that she like her real heyday was like not in our time. There aren't like tons of, there's not a ton of video of her um, comedy because it was like before specials were like, as accessible as they are now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if she was still touring right now, she would be just like banging out comedy specials left, right, and center. And there's just not that many for us to watch. So this is a really exciting announcement. Yes, it is a really exciting announcement. Um, just some good comedy news, you know. Good but there comedy is, there news. There is some really good um, Joan Rivers content out yeah. there. The documentary is, is a gift. If you ha- No, if you haven't seen it, piece of work, you will laugh, you will cry. I could watch it. I bought it on YouTube so that whenever I'm on a plane on my iPad, it's like downloaded because it is just, it's a roller coaster of emotions. She's so funny and she works so hard and there's so much you don't know about her. 
didn't know about her. It's hard for me to talk about her in the past tense, honestly. It's really painful. It is really painful. Like, I, I feel like I'm really, truly still grieving. Like, it's very upsetting. Well, hopefully this new special will help. Yeah. If you ever, um, like, want to go down a rabbit hole, one of my favorite things to do is to watch YouTube videos of um, Joan Rivers getting TMZ'd. Like, usually when she's in the airport and stuff. It is so funny and then I also go down a rabbit hole of like interviews like when she was on Howard Stern fabulous interview oh, sure. um just a Joan Rivers also watch Rappin's Live I think I talk about this literally every time we talk about Joan Rivers watch Rappin's Live um put together this like beautiful tribute she used to go on watch Rappin's Live all the time and in her um in Andy's book he actually said he was working on a pilot with her at the time that she passed which would have been everything of the sort um but they watch Rappin's Live put together like a little collage of her best moments on Watch Rappin's Live and it's on their YouTube channel and it's just it really warms the it's like all the things I love in one place. Oh, I'm definitely gonna get into that today. Yeah, it's a fabulous rabbit hole to go down. And honestly, if you can get it up on your Apple TV, it's even better. That's the only way I can watch content because I'm like a grandmother trying to use the microwave. I refuse to watch stuff on my phone. I like watching stuff on my phone, but I feel you. Which it's is a, it's why a different experience. Today's episode is particularly hard for me, like reading oh, off of my phone. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to do it? No, no, it's okay. okay. Our next story is such beautiful and exciting news. Oh, but is it the beautiful and exciting news brought to you by Legacy Box? Yes, it is. Are you sure? They are the perfect sponsor for this story. Because Legacy Box is a super Super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. I've gotten so many DMs, people being like, oh, I wasn't listening. What was that, um... What was that company? It's Legacy Box. It is the most fabulous thing and everyone needs to do it because if your family's memories are trapped on old camcorders, tapes, or on film reels, um, Legacy Box is a product that you need because if you have boxes of old videotapes and photos collecting dust in your closet or attic, it's time you get them digitized. Legacy Box is a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send all the materials, their team digitizes everything by hand, and then you enjoy it. You can get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, a DVD, or on the cloud. It's ready to watch, share, and enjoy as soon as you get it. Everything is digitized by hand at their secure eight-acre digitizing campus. They use premier scanners and playback decks to ensure each memory is mastered to the highest quality. Plus, they'll keep you up to date on the process with regular email updates throughout the digitizing process. Legacy Box is the world's largest largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their past. We are one of those people. We grew up in the like the golden age of camcorders and like digital cameras and we have tons of like photos and like VCRs and we literally used to like buy these weird things from Best Buy in an attempt to like get these videos to play on our TV and watching them is so joyous and it really shouldn't be that hard and legacy box as a company is just like a genius idea and they do the work fabulously and it's easy to use and it's affordable go to legacybox.com toast to get an incredible 40 percent off your first order if you buy today take advantage of this exclusive offer and send it in whenever you're ready go to legacybox.com toast make sure you go to that link legacybox.com toast to get the 40 percent while supplies last it's fabulous as a gift for you know someone in your family or just for yourself it's really just a fabulous product it's a fabulous product especially as a gift that is a great idea yeah um speaking of making beautiful memories nikki Bella gave birth to a baby boy one day before her twin sister Brie Bella also welcomed a son into her family. Alternative headline. The Bella twins once again proved to be goals at everything. Like what is better than this? No, there's really nothing better than this. I saw this headline and it just warmed my heart. They, of course, we knew that they were pregnant at the same time. They both had sons within one day of each other. These boys are going to grow up as twins like them. Oh, that's so cute. I didn't even think like that. 
It's really, really sweet. So Nikki Bella is a mom. The Total Bellas star and fiance Artem welcome their first child, a son, on Friday. They said our baby boy is here and we couldn't be happier and more in love. Everyone is safe and healthy. Then the next day, Brie Bella welcomed a son, a brother for Birdie. Just couldn't be more sweet. Like, not to make it about this, I just really hope, like, John Cena is in a bad fucking mood about this because he let go of a fabulous girl who was willing to do so much for him and he wasn't even willing to give an inch, you know? She was giving a mile and he wasn't even giving an inch and that whole thing was so public and terrible and everyone really sided with Brie Bella, uh, Nikki Bella and we just wanted her to be happy, you know? And now she's happy, she's engaged and she has a son and this is just fabulous and honestly, I hope John Cena is ruining the day he was that little stubborn little prick. Well, I think John Cena is doing fine for himself and this is not what he wanted. So I think he's probably happy that Nikki got what he wanted and that he's not a dad. But what Nikki wanted was him, you know? I know. It's what we all wanted. It's what we all wanted. Like that WWE royalty. Like that's what we wanted. Why did they have to make it so fucking hard for us? But you know what? Man plans, God laughs. This and is, everything happens for a ha- reason. This, everything happens for a reason. They're both in really happy relationships. And I mean, I can't imagine she's happier than she is right now. I... Totally agree. This is so fabulous. And it's obviously so beshared, which is a Yiddish word meaning meant to be. Meant to because be. the way that this happened with Brie is so beautiful and so kismet. And it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for all the treachery Nikki had to endure at the hands of John Cena. Yeah. So it all works out. All's well that ends well. All's well that ends all's well. All's well. sign. I hope they're filming the show. Yes. It's so interesting what's being filmed right now. What's doing quarantine filming that's what I was thinking when watching Real Housewives of Potomac last night which we will recap in the TV recap segment do they film the whole season do they get stopped at some point so judging on the time of year it seems like this is almost exactly a year ago it's back to school for the kids so they must have started filming at the end of August and I think they probably finished the season before we went into quarantine but then they delayed when it was going to premiere because oh good because they ran out of other content right I think and now that we're getting a New York reunion we will most likely get a Potomac reunion in person yeah because at least last year the Potomac reunion was in New York so Andy can come and and we can make it happen and okay I Let's just move on because I have so much to say about Potomac. Okay, great. But fabulous news for the Bellis family and everyone just mazel. Simcha's all around. You'd love to see it. Okay, next story. Adele is, quote, unrecognizable as she praises Beyonce's Black is King. Adele continues to showcase her recent weight loss in a new social media post praising fellow songstress Beyonce and her latest visual album, Black is King, which is just everywhere it looks Everyone's so fabulous i haven't it. had a chance to watch it Me yet either. but it looks incredible and we like were sickened the house down by the lion king and the whole soundtrack and as far as i know this is a lot of the music from the lion king so i'm just looking forward to like a fabulous fierce moment you know totally she's seen wearing the same marine sarah look as Be- as beyonce the fresh face curly haired diva points to her television while acknowledging the queen in her saturday afternoon instagram post writing thank you queen for always making us all feel so loved through your art so it feels now like every time Adele posts Instagram, like the world is shook to the core I know. over her quote transformation, quote weight loss, etc. And like I don't know, something about the way just people talk about this like really rubs me the wrong way. Like what I find fabulous about this news story is like one Adele's posting on Instagram, which she never does. Two, her Beyonce friendship is going strong. Three, she's a queen who respects other queens. Like I don't know the the verbiage around like slim down Adele, like. Who fucking cares? And like, also, I understand, you know what, at a certain point, like, these are celebrities when there's a major weight loss, it is news, etc. But she 
we have this conversation every time she posts a photo. Like, she must be so exhausted by this. It's not like in each photo she looks so different from the one before. Right, no, there was the beach one, and then there was her birthday one, and now this is and the third the time. And there birthday party one. Like, it's just every single time she posts a photo. No wonder she doesn't post that much. Totally. It's like, can we talk about something else other than her body? Like, this so- is how Adele looks now. Get used to Get it. Get used to it. Like, it doesn't have to be the title of every story. Right. It's frustrating. Like, I don't know. I couldn't put my finger on, like, why this the way people were writing about this like made me want to roll my eyes but that's just it it's like get over it and stop talking about her body like there's so much else going on in this photo that we need to discuss yeah her hair is curly she's not unrecognizable she looks like Adele she looks like Adele yeah like I don't know something about it like just made me like want to roll my eyes and I couldn't figure out why yeah I agree she looks fabulous and I'm so glad she's happy and enjoying a good movie on a Saturday night with her friends I totally agree and that's the highlight of this story yes and And they have the same shirt how cute is that right that is that's the news do you think they happen to have the same shirt or Beyonce sent like a PR package out so I think at first glance I would have thought that Beyonce sent a PR package out but this shirt in a different colorway has been seen on like everyone Dorit was wearing it on her Instagram yesterday Kylie was wearing it Oh. Um, so I think it's just like the shirt of the moment. It's like a celebrity thing. Yeah. It's I just, gotta get the shirt. Yeah. Everyone's just loving the shirt. Okay. Shirt, shirt, shirt. Shirt, 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 shirt. Fifth and final story, a little happy couple news. Simone Biles goes Instagram official with her new boyfriend, NFL player, Jonathan Owens. I wish Snatchler was here because she is our resident Simone Biles stan. But I think I speak for Margot when I say just fabulous. Fabulous news. Everyone's so happy. What a great batch of stories. Everyone's just like feeling happy. Watching good movies, having babies, getting together. It's fabulous. What a fabulous Monday. Fabulous. A fabulous Monday. Simone Biles has a new boyfriend. Title for today's episode. Okay. The 23-year-old Olympian made things Instagram official with football player Jonathan Owens on Sunday posting two photos of the pair cozying up to one another on Instagram. I get so confused by the football and the basketball, and I'm like, isn't he in the bubble? Right. No. With a big smile. When is football coming back? What's Let's their talk plan? about that in a minute. Okay. With a big smile on her face, the Houston Texan safety stood behind Biles with his arms around her while in the second photo he leaned in to kiss her neck. Quote, it's just us. Biles captioned the sweet snapshots, which pal Nastia Liukin commented on with a string of red hearts. This guy is very hot, and I'm just happy Simone Biles is... Yeah happy and with a hottie because this is just fabulous news but back to your question I wanted to talk about because um we were all together this weekend and basketball was back and um it was really interesting and I wanted to hear what you had to say because we were watching the games they're all in the bubble and there's no fans and it's like this 3d it literally looks like a simulation but I found out like the screens that are around the um the court the court made to look like seats with like virtual fans are actual like real fans like who signed up to like be on tv that's cute. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah, That I was hoping it would be something like that. Or even, I know that with baseball, they're putting... Cardboard. Um, cardboard celebrities and stuff, which is just a fun way to do it. I like the idea of doing the fans in the stands. Watching it, not that I am so big on baseball, but it really did feel like you're watching a video game. You mean basketball. Sorry. Basketball. You know, because I've, Ben has been watching baseball, and I think it's fine. Like, it really doesn't bother me. They have the sound playing... And it looks like a regular baseball game. But the whole format of the basketball games have changed and it totally feels like a video game. Yeah, and it also feels like they're playing on a court that's too small. Agreed. But I guess it's, I'm sure it's regulation. There's nothing different about the court. It, it's just enclosed in. It's just weird. The thing is, it doesn't matter what I think, but in case anyone was wondering, like, I, I, it felt extreme, like, extremely different. Yeah, no, nobody cares, but, like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder how the sports fans feel. And then for football, um, Ben said, like, when we're all away, football's, like, going to start to come back. So, like, they're also excited to, like, be together and watch football. So it's coming back soon. No fans. 
Um, I think it'll be fine. It, it's like the same. It's the same field. It's just like baseball. Same field, no fans, and it looks it looks similar. I be- think. Okay, that's seen. I haven't watched that much baseball, but that seems like a better plan of action. Yeah. I'm glad that they're trying stuff though. And that there's sports back on TV for those who were missing it. I mean, the only sport that's been on is golf. And Ben has just been watching it religiously because Ben used to literally have like a slate every night of like a million games to watch. And now he's like one PGA tournament a week. And my God, it is so boring. And there's no fans. And it's so quiet. And like they play the same course four times and like tally up the scores, which makes no sense. So I'm literally watching the same thing four times. It's just horrible. It's just horrible. That's rough. It's a disgrace to entertainment. I'm so sorry. Well, speaking of things that aren't a disgrace to entertainment, our reality TV recap segment. Which is brought to you by Bruce. What's wrong with using the same old manual toothbrush anyway? Nothing at all, unless you think there's something wrong with staying put while the world moves ahead. Because while manual toothbrushes haven't changed much, electric toothbrushes have changed the game. And nowadays, there's no reason not to get a dentist-quality clean every day. Meet Bruce, the modern electric toothbrush that keeps your teeth cleaner and... Frucher. <laughs> All while being kind to your wallet. Bruce is also the sound your mouth makes while your teeth are scrubbed at 31,000 brush movements a minute, a hundred times faster than manual brushing. Bruce gives you a dentist quality clean in just two minutes without the costly markup other brands add. And with its sleek design and three stylish colors to choose from, it's one beautiful Bruce. That kind of the kind that makes you call your mom and say, I found the one. With a 90-day risk-free return period, hundreds of five-star reviews, and a two-year warranty, there's no need to take our word for it. Why not just try it yourself? It's really very cute and pretty, and sometimes I see, like, ugly ass, like, bulky. Who wants to put that on their counter when I have, like, a beautiful marble counter? But the brush is sleek as hell, and I think it's really going to go with some of your aesthetics. Bruce has advanced features you'll love, like six unique cleaning modes, smart timer with quad pacer, four-week battery life, magnetic USB-powered charging station, and a sleek carrying case for easy travel. And with every brush head refill shipped, Bruce takes care of a mouth in need through their one-for-one oral care give-back partnership with a reason to smile so you can feel good about your purchase. Be warned, a brush this good doesn't just clean your teeth, it steals your heart. If you want to get 15% off your Bruce kit when you use promo code TOAST at Bruce.com, that's two U's, so B-R-U-U-S-H dot com, promo code TOAST. Again, 15% off your Bruce kit only when you go to B-R-U-U-S-H h.com and use the promo code toast if you're still using a manual toothbrush like get with it um it's 2020 like what are you doing bruce.com code toast all right tv recap um so much let's start with potomac it was returned um a season premiere last night we we love a show-stopping intro you know mm-hmm. where we go seven weeks earlier yes, i love that we really do and so i get did you watch watch what happens live yes i was very much in and out of it I'm not i watched lie. the first half and so that beginning teaser it seems like the fight that gets physical is between candace and monique and unfortunately i think monique is in the wrong Fuck. well you know what we'll see because i i have yet to see monique in the wrong and candace in the right i've ne- i've yet to see monique in the wrong until she pulled that bird out last night and i was like this is disgusting stop she's so cute she loves animals i love her house so much i literally i am a monique apologist like i not that I've seen her do something that right. I even need to apologize for, but I just, I love everything about her. Also, the fact that she named her bird T'Challa from um, Black Panther. Oh. Like, so cute she is. The fact that her nine-month-old is potty trained is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. No, and the fact that she was so pregnant last 
season and now she's just like back in the swing of things so let's start she starts and she goes over to Karen's house and um, Karen's back in Potomac I love to see it I was really hard on Karen when I was watching the first two seasons I I did not think that we had ever met a more delusional housewife and that's with knowing Ramona Singer Mm -hmm. and now I no longer feel that way I feel that she's really sweet she's a woman who supports other women I agree and she really likes to see her friends do well and I think the women are unduly hard on her agreed and like to just catch her in you know in a lie or like you know catch her doing something wrong or her business not going well and 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 they all have things for like how that. hard they are on her she doesn't come at them at all and, and by the way she looked amazing like for her first season was rough with her outfits and her looks and it was just but she really got it together really fast and when she opened the door to let Monique in last night I thought she looked amazing and I love her new house like her even her original house had like no furniture in it and it was so weird and it was like nice and big but it was just it was just that it was just big like yeah there was nothing there was no it looked like no one lived there it looked like a model home with like stage furniture I really like this house. I thought it was beautiful. I'm not 100% sure like what's going on with her finances, but it's kind of like a Dorit Kemsley situation. Like, I just don't want to know. Like, keep the looks coming, keep the house coming, and I won't ask any questions. I actually feel like her finances are fine. From what it sounded like, Ray had a tax issue that he had to pay back and that he paid it back, but he still has his business and he's doing fine. And now she is a housewife. She has her business. And, and right. I think they're doing they're doing fine. And so I'm happy to see her back in Potomac. Well, I thought it was really interesting how she like immediately, like she opened the door and she just started opening up about her, how her and Ray are going through things. And Monique was right. Like she's not one to really like divulge on things like that. So if she's at the, pro- at the point of telling Monique on camera, like it must be bad. Yeah, it must be like she has made a decision and now she's, making it look like she's on her way to the decision. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting because, you know, they've their marriage is an institution. Like, they've always kind of been like this, like the older, stable institution in Potomac. And I really thought that was worrisome. Yeah. Or she just is turning a new leaf of being open on the show. Yeah. Like maybe she feels now four seasons in that she can trust the show and, and share more with the viewers. Yeah. So even if she's not necessarily getting divorced, like she just wants to be open. Because I think... By now, she probably has a lot of really good positive reception from the show. Yeah. And it's a two-way street. You know, last night's episode was really hard for me because I had a major realization. Hmm. And it's hard for me to say because I love her so much, but Giselle has terrible style. Both her outfits, that black hat she was wearing with a tiara on it, and then her new blingy home. Um, it was devastating for me because she's really my my favorite, and I'm a Giselle apologist, and I could not apologize for that couch or those bar stools or literally anything in her new house the outside was cute the inside was literally just a travesty yeah that was wild the decor and like production wanted you to feel that way about it I actually liked the bar stools on their own hated but the decor was something else okay and that purple couch that had like bling in it which she also sat in on watch happens live I'm like get this couch out of here no it's perfect for watch what happens live because it's like fun it's like a set couch it's It's, not a living room couch yes it's like it's perfect like if you have like an office like Kim Zolciak has like the craziest office in her house and it has literally our thrones yeah that yes I agree but like for a living room couch in a sitting area formal sitting area it's absolutely terrible yeah and that was hard for me yeah that that is hard and I guess I never really noticed it but that coupled with like her outfits and like that that baseball hat that had a tiara on it like it just triggered me that hat was really bad but I feel like in past seasons she's had good style I don't know. Now I'm just really aware of it. Yeah. And I did not like what she wore to the denim and diamonds party because she only wore diamonds. What was she wearing again? Oh, the it was like Balmain-esque. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a little costumey. You know what? I'm realizing her her style isn't blingy. It's costume. 
Yeah, but also that theme was just... No, literally, Candace had those boots and had that dress and wanted to wear them both, so she came up with a theme called Diamond and Denim. And I didn't even... I liked both of her things separately. I did not like them together. Candace, like, never ceases to disappoint with the most boring storylines. Like, the, the most boring storyline. one-year one anniversary party, like making like the dessert. I just, I'm so bored by it. I was bored by her wedding planning. I was bored by her dragging her mom, mom. Um, through therapy and making that her storyline. I'm just, I was bored by all of it and I was bored by last night's storyline too. I don't know what her storyline for this season's going to be, but if it's about like her financials. And well, that, it's like when she started talking about money again and I'm like, really? Like you, you're, Spending $22,000 on a party, even though she didn't end up spending that because that was for the full bar. And to, honestly, to invite people over to a party for a cash bar, when you run in, in a crowd like Potomac, it's a disgrace. Mm -hmm. And just have it, at, have it at a bar where you can afford it. I'm sorry. Yeah, have it at your husband's restaurant. Or a house. Yeah. Like, I, I, that was just, that was not going to work for me. No, that was not going to work for me either. And I'm disappointed that we didn't get a statement from Karen Huger on Herself. the matter. Yeah. Well, she's kind of toned it down since she used to do that, you know? For sure. But there's a time and a place. And, and that was the time and the place. What I found very interesting was that Giselle's kids were not, like, at all thrilled that their parents were back together. I know. I, I found that to be very interesting. It's clear that they really took the mom's side in the divorce because they know that their dad cheated on their mom. But I feel like it's a kid's fantasy like your parents like every kid of child of divorce dreams that their parents are gonna get back together and they almost never do and they like hate it I know she has such good kids they're so sweet I love they're so sisterly mm -hmm. and it, it's it's like it's almost funny they really like roast her on tv all the time yeah I they have such a great relationship with her and I'm sure that if there was really a real issue she wouldn't be showing that agreed um but I look forward, Andy said on Watch What Happens Live that throughout the season it doesn't get much better with the girls being into the relationship, mm. but hopefully like by now. But on Watch What Happens Live, they're still, she said they're still together. Yeah, but and so, so the proof good. is always in the pudding. A hundred percent. I don't know how it's going to work, like if he like permanently lives in Atlanta and she can't leave Potomac, she's a star, you know? Right. But so, maybe that's for the best, like totally. Speaking of relationships that aren't going to work out, uh, Robin's storyline, again, being like, are we getting married? Are we not? Like, and was I supposed to be moved by that scene in the kitchen where she was like, we need to get married? Where she he had was to, like, beg him to marry yeah, her. And he, he, and she's he was, like, we need to grow as a couple. It's like, you've been together for 30 years. Like, what growing do you need to do? I don't know if I was supposed to, like, get teary out at that, but I actually didn't. No, I did not. With Robin, it's been the journey because the first two seasons, I was like, why does she keep getting her contract renewed? I know. Then at last season, I was like, wow, she's a great addition to the bunch. Like, she's so fun. She's so, um, like laid back it's refreshing but now this season I'm going back to season one where it's like why am I watching this again no I, I know that you don't like her and for some reason I've just like had a spot for her in my heart I just really like her friendship with Giselle I think that's what it is but it's like when we opened up and she's in like the same house with the same conversation and the same everything it's like where's the growth I, I have no idea also yeah speaking of her friendship with Giselle it is always so nice on a show to have like two people who you know won't betray each other because it, it, it's just like this constant and it's in not an arrangement of, un of uncertainty no totally it's not like a Lisa Vanner from Kyle Richards that wasn't a friendship that was an arrangement yeah this is a friendship yeah and so like when last season Candace and Monique are sisters and then they're she's gonna drag her I can't depend on that uh, but I can depend on Robin and Giselle and I and I appreciate that and it's important in a franchise yes for me the hardest part of the episode was seeing um Charisse at the party because like I I just don't fuck with her like at all. <laughs> she bothered me a lot on her on her time on the season, mostly because she like came on the show just like roast her husband and like just don't do that like do that in private, you know. And I just I never got with her. And now Monique isn't isn't fucking with her. And like I'm not either because she's talking shit about Monique. And Monique wouldn't even say what she's been talking shit about her. Yeah, about. because it's like why breathe life into it? Charisse isn't gonna get a testimonial, so no one needs to. Why is 
Monique going to tell millions of people right now when only probably Sharice's however many Twitter followers heard it. And it is very interesting that they, I forget, I think maybe it was Monique or Karen pointing out like, why is Sharice at this party? Like her and Candace don't even know each other. Makes me think like, Coupled with Cherie's now like talking shit about Monique, it's like her an attempt to get back on the show. But that, she's been doing she's been doing that every season. She's been part of the storyline when she brought Sherman's ex wife. Yes, you know she's always trying to like stir the pot. She annoys me like a lot. Yeah, she and the camera like production does not give her the time of day. <laughs> it's like in Beverly Hills, they let anyone just like walk on and like yeah. take a dump in the middle of the set. Like they don't care if you've been on the show. Like you can now come to any place. Camille Grammer's literally been around for the last three seasons, but they just do not let Cherise back in. And honestly, it's hilarious. <laughs> It's hilarious. Um, Wendy, the new girl, um, her like moment with Monique being like, I have a two, a four, a seven, a six month old. Like, I'm Nigerian. I'm 35. Like, I just, I literally was going to cry. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah, but then that's exactly what Monique did when she met Candace. And like, th- that's just her way of Connecting. relating to people is like realizing all the things that you have in common. I liked Wendy right off the bat. I think she's going to be a great addition. Me too. And they gave us a great sneak peek at not next week, but like the whole season. And Wendy really can hold her own. That's Dr. Wendy to you. Address me properly. Like that was everything of the sort. They go to Portugal. And last night's episode really got me thinking because before they premiered the new episode, they were playing the reunion. So I just like was watching it. And it was really just so elevated and so glamorous, really reminding me of Beverly Hills. And I spent the whole day yesterday catching up on New York and Beverly Hills, which we'll dive into a little bit. Um, and I was really thinking about how like the difference in the New-, the New York trip, they're all on the trips now, between the trip that they're taking on Beverly Hills to Rome, where everyone is like literally sickening outfits, Chanel, Chanel, Kyle spending $8,000, Lisa Renna spending 4000 Erica Jane spending 4000 Sutton spending 4000 like all of that compared with like the New York women who they've all been on for the same amount of time. To watch those two episodes, which I did last night back to back. Eye opening. Eye opening. We'll get into it. I just want to say we had we didn't talk about Ashley oh, Darby. She was boring. She wasn't invited to the party, but she has a baby, and I'm happy for her. And her baby's really cute. And she, I, I sometimes I have like visceral reactions to her, and she didn't bother me. She's fine. Yeah, I know you. You probably I like her more than you I do. Know. I think because I just I like her personality. I don't like when she like just stirs shit up just to do it. But I like her commentary, and I think she's funny. And I'm liking the friendship between her and Monique. I mean, any friend of Monique is a friend of mine. That no, 100. percent She's a good. Um, like a people reader so you just follow her yeah blindly mm-hmm. um so let's just get into new york really quickly it was not um a good episode actually it was fine i like when they go on trips and they actually wherever they they always go to like mexico turks and caicos they really do like tropical mostly and because they always film in the winter and i always want to go where they go like this house in cancun was sickening sickening what's crazy though is that there's only five of them and it, the cast feels so small because it's just like ramona sonia dorinda leah Luann and like we're so familiar with all of them that there's no like why wasn't Elise on the trip I thought the same thing just to throw in like something different because all of these people are mainstays now so to ostracize one of them on a trip is is less exciting because it's like oh we have to watch you like Re, you know yeah may all make up too the episode was difficult for me because really when it comes to the birthday party thing I think I'm on team Ramona yeah so as People, I'm on Team Leah. When it comes to the birthday party, and we talked about this last week, I am Team Ramona because it is Ramona's birthday party. And so she, even though like being 63 years old and having this birthday is, you know, you want to judge it and silly and whatever, like she is entitled to want what she wants. Um, and the thing about the vagina 
they showed a clip. Well, so w- the reason why I think I'm more firmly, as it relates to the birthday party on Ramona's side after watching this episode, is they showed us footage we didn't see on the first time. I saw a butt cheek. W- her dress was above her hips. Right, which means that on the front side, there would be vagina. A hundred percent. And you know what? With the grinding, and it wasn't appropriate. I do think Ramona singled out Leah a little bit. Like, Ram- Sonia was being just as much of an animal as Leah was. And I think, Ramona, there's probably something about Leah that Ramona doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And Ramona went after her more than the other girls. But Leah's behavior was unacceptable in in that type of situation and Ramona said it she's like if you want to do that here in the house in Cancun go for it we're alone but it was a, it was a dinner it wasn't a party and there wasn't a dance floor they were on a couch it was inappropriate I'm sorry to be so like prude but it was inappropriate given the setting and when they all went to that hairdresser event which actually was like so nice and like Luann's so nice Luann's charity work sometimes comes off like so no but it's last week and this week I it was, was impressed a really by beautiful thing that she did her humility like mm-hmm. I really was and I, and I really enjoyed it and the women were acting like animals and not one person except Ramona even engaged with the women who were there to get haircuts and that really bothered me and I was surprised that Luann didn't say anything Luann's just kind of staying out of everything yeah. but the women were acting like animals at that hairdressing event and not even addressing the beautiful th- thing happening in front of them. Yeah. And I was surprised Luann didn't say anything. When it comes to the party, I agree with Ramona, but now Ramona's taken it to another yep. level that she cannot come back from. Her talking about Leah's mental health and medication and drinking and making all of these assumptions assumptions about her and talking about it with the other women is just so unacceptable. Crosses the so line. now it's become a much bigger issue that of course it didn't need to be when it's just about misbehaving at a party. Right. No, it was it was like a tiff and now it's like you really can't be on Ramona's side. Not only because of that, but like this happens every season when they go on a trip. I just am appalled by the way Ramona talks to the staff. And literally when she walked in, she was like, wow, look at all these servants. I was like, did Did you just say servants? I thought maybe she said service, but I rewinded. And according to my Instagram, people agreed that she definitely said servants. Insanity. Like who fucking speaks like that? And just like throwing, I wanted this in London. Can you steam it? Like just the way she speaks to staff on every trip, like really rubs me the wrong way. And this is no exception. And it was hard for me because in the beginning of the episode, I was kind of on her side and by the end of it you just couldn't be no you just couldn't be and so I watched that right after I watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and same it's a shame that we didn't do an episode last week because it was the episode of the bravo, season bravo bravo fucking bravo the tide has turned we're getting all the information first of all this Rome trip just looks so utterly <sighs> fabulous and like to watch this episode now in month four going on five of quarantine we're like it's just, it's, it's hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful to watch this fabulosity, to know that that's what's out there in this world and like we can't have any part of it. I felt really overwhelmed like during the entire episode because I knew this thing was coming at the end, but not all the women were there and they came in waves, you know? It was like the first wave, second wave, then sudden came. And it was, it was overwhelming, honestly, because there was so much glamour. Like all their looks, even just going to get drinks, they all looked amazing. I'm not going to lie. Some of Garcelle's looks were really questionable, but I won't, she, she got there late. So like I, I won't. And Denise was just, there's no excuse for those boots. Just absolutely horrible. Um, But for the most part, the group really looked sickening the house down. Yes. And I just kept feeling like every time they would walk down to dinner, I just was, I was literally overwhelmed like by the sequin blazers, like everything. It was too much. Yeah. And like, I feel like I didn't get enough of a a full shot of everyone's looks, you know, especially Erica the first night. Like I wanted, I wanted more information on what was she wearing. Like I got Dorit's, I got the look sickening. I got her Versace look the next night amazing I loved what she wore to the steps um I love what Erica wore I love what Erica wore too it's really just the two of them you know yeah and you know Kyle kind of has like basic style it's pretty but she always knows how to dress per occasion but it's not 
reinventing the wheel. No, not at all. And Rinna always looks totally appropriate and fun and chic and young. Yeah. Um, and she always looks great. She's a great addition to the mix, but it's really just... Erica. And Dorit holding it down for all of us. And, and I'm know, sure some people find it to be so frivolous what they're doing. But like, it's not a, like if they weren't not. on a television show, they would not go to dinner dressed like this. But they are, they're giving us television. Not only that, like they go on these trips because they dress the way that they do. And they go shopping. Like the women in New York, when they go shopping, they go to like a hotel gift shop and spend $200. Like these women literally, who spent, eight, Kyle spent $8,000. Like that is what, you have to put that out to get that back. Like not, the women... Not every franchise goes on a trip like this, and it's because the women of Beverly Hills are consistently keeping it out of 10, and I do think some other franchises could really take notes. I agree. They didn't tell us how much Dorit spent, though, which um, was concerning. But you know who's also bringing looks and has her own glam? Sutton. Sutton. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate it. She does it from a much more, like, reserved. She's not so daring with her looks, but she always looks beautiful. She has her own glam. So I think her, Erica, and Dorit are the ones who brought glam, right? Yeah, well, because Kyle's always, like, judging everyone for their glam. But it looked like she had glam. But me I think she's gotten really good at doing me her too. own. Me too. And so maybe there are some other hair and makeup people, like, floating around. But I think those three brought their own. And, like and then flew them out. And sometimes production brings for everyone. Or like the hotel salon or yes, something. Yes, yes. Um, now let's talk about Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo because I feel, I feel two ways. I feel as though Brandy is 100% telling the truth and I don't think that should be a question. I think the question is, and honestly Sutton brought it up in a, in a real way, if, if you think about it, I know it's like trashy TV, but in a way, Teddy and the girls really outed Denise. Um, and when they brought it up, she was obviously denying it because it's a very difficult thing conversation to have especially when you're on tv and especially when you have kids and a husband and I, and I don't know what their arrangement is but it did feel like it didn't need like teddy could have aired her grievances with and she teddy was obviously really hurt by what she heard denise say about her and i think she could have had a constructive conversation with her without bringing that up and i don't know the whole thing felt it didn't feel good no it didn't feel good i have a lot of different thoughts about it but first of all, Teddy felt like she had to say it because it was already out there. But if Teddy and Kyle agreed to never mention it, Brandy's conversation would not have been aired. That yeah. part of it. They would yeah. have cut it out completely because it's not a storyline. It didn't go anywhere. And even though they're they not so close with Denise and they don't need to protect her, like they each have something on the show that they don't talk about. Mm -hmm. they, they all stay above the line with one another and they just went completely below the belt with Denise about this like one they're outing her too like imagine it's you're telling everyone and her at the same time that like accusing her of having an affair of cheating on her husband like and she has to address it with cameras there and in front of all of these women like that is just so uncalled for Agreed. especially when you know even when like Dorit and Camille were fighting last season and Camille brought up her money troubles everyone was like whoa yeah whoa. right but this is so much more serious than that agreed and they just felt it was okay to go there and so I think Sutton handled it so well when she was like are you more concerned about what Denise said about you or about Denise and Brandy and what I found to be very interesting was that Sutton then corroborated the story saying like yeah I heard it too but I never brought it up and Sutton was completely right and she's like I know I'm new and I might not have you know any ground to stand on but I agreed I think that the way the women handled the information from Brandy was awful was really awful and I think that if they not that they it's not on them to like care about Denise especially when they've just heard what she said about them but like it's just the Doesn't decency matter. of the show this the Beverly Hills has never had to go so there at, like there to bring up something so personal for one of the women and they could have had like a crazy conversation about all the things that Denise said to Brandy and it could have been left at that and so 
Teddy thinking that she's doing Denise a favor by bringing it up like you're not doing anyone any favors now I have a few questions that I'm curious about I'm sure that the women say bravo often yeah and I want to know who has said it other times and when yeah um because Denise said it the other night at dinner and we never even heard it they cut it out so seamlessly right and what is the the legal reasoning behind that? Why can't you say bravo? No, so I don't think it's a legal thing, but it's like it's like saying, hello, we're filming a TV show and I'm breaking the fourth wall right, right now. So when you say bravo, it's like calling out the thing. Right. And they wouldn't air that because it makes it too much of a TV show. But right. in this moment, like real life and television are... Dorit tried to give her a heads up. She's like, honestly, like what you're doing, like they're obviously, it's like when Teresa was like, they better cut this when they were talking about um, yeah. her, her telling uh, Danielle Stab to pull Margaret's hair. Like, of course they're going to use that. And honestly, you freaking out about it makes it more of a spectacle. And they're of course going to use the footage. Yeah. But then I also think that Bravo kind of did set a bad precedent when they paid Denise so much money for two seasons. And they basically said to her, like, you're indispensable. You, we want you on this show so badly. Like, it's your rules, mm-hmm. sort of. You know, someone who's coming in and has to prove themselves needs to go through all of this shit. To earn respect. To earn respect. But, like, she just came in at the top. And, and it's kind of a tough precedent to set because it lets Denise think that she gets say over what gets aired and what doesn't because she's they're so happy to have her there. Right. But at the end of the day, once you sign that contract, like, you're signing your life away. Like, you have really no editorial rights. Yeah. And so now I feel like as much as before was like oh my god is it true is it not true I don't I don't care it's not my business right now I feel like Teddy and Kyle they are the bad guys in this story I agree it was very poorly handled Mm -hmm. and it made me really sad like I've actually never seen Denise cry and she like got teary-eyed because it's like it's not about whether or not it's true it's just about like she was technically outed and that's really fucked up on tv in front of a group of people like terrible yeah I'm I don't uh, I'm not here for it I'm not here for it either but I also see and recognize Brandy being hurt but I don't know why Brandy had to go on TV and and say it yeah there's a lot going on here but without Brandy being a full-time cast member it just it doesn't feel like obviously everyone this is what everyone wants to see but it also it just also doesn't feel relevant yeah you know if everybody's just coming in with all their allegations against people at the table I'm gonna walk in and start saying things and also it's like I'm sure Denise said all those things to Brandy about the women yeah but like I feel like in this group it really is like a isolated thing where it's like you're only responsible for the things you do and say within the group when you want to talk to your real friends your camp friends right outside of here and you want to be real with them like it's so it will difficult to be held accountable for all of that when this is just like this agreed small world that you're living and in. it's meant to be like real life but it's like a simulation what goes yes, on in the simulation it is, a, it is a simulation like I'm sure if you know Faye showed up and, and mentioned everything that Kyle ever said about the women to all of the women I wouldn't even care what it was because like of course Kyle has opinions about her co-workers totally and it's it shouldn't be fodder for HR yeah agreed um, but it was a fabulous fucking episode. It was, it was, it had everything. Everything. So let's wrap up our TV recap segment with If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. Um, which was our toast movie of the week. And you know what? It was not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite either. I had really high expectations because it was so, um, critically celebrated, critically acclaimed, nominated for a lot of awards. And, um, I just, I wasn't crazy about it. I thought it was a good story, but just like the way it was filmed, 
was just like not my favorite style. Also, you told me that it's not a true story. Well, so when, when it ended, I was waiting for my black and white text, which is my favorite part of a movie. And most of the movies we've watched recently, unbeknownst to me, were based on true stories or loosely based on true stories. Um, and we got no black and white text. So I just did like the smallest bit of research. And it's an adaptation of a novel. The story itself, like this particular man and this woman didn't necessarily exist. But I think it's meant to be like, this could be anyone. Like there a compilation so of stories like that There are, are so many stories like this. But then it really harkens back to a conversation we had on the show a while ago about hunters, which is like they made up um, a story, uh, a terrible story about something that happened in the Holocaust, which ended up not being true. When it's like at the end of the day, there are so many worthy stories, stories worth telling about the Holocaust. And same for what it's like, you know, in the 70s for a black man in America. So I don't know. I didn't... I was confused by a lot of it. It's like if Beale Street could talk is in Louisiana, then it takes place in New York. And Beale Street, again, is like, it's not necessarily about Louisiana. It's this, it's everyone lives on Beale Street. That was the quote in the beginning. And and I got it. Just a lot of, a lot of things about it confused me. Um, I liked the love story a lot. I feel like you could really feel the Mm -hmm. love between Tish and Fani. And like, honestly, the scene where Tish and her family told Fani's family about the baby was the best scene in the whole movie. I mean, Tisha's sister, like, that's me. Like, I, I just, I loved it. And it was, it was fascinating. And I thought it was, like, really one of the most, like, polarizing scenes in the movie. And there were things I liked about the movie. Like, Regina King is everything of the sort. And yeah. I needed more of her. And I didn't know what was going to happen. So it's like, when she went down to Puerto Rico, I'm like, oh, we're saved. Like, yeah. Regina King can do everything. And she's going to save us. And she couldn't. No, I just assumed that that was what was, it was going to be a hard conversation, but eventually, you know, it would, justice would be served and justice was not served. And I think that was a really powerful message to end on where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, things don't just work out. No, they usually don't in situations like this. Yeah. That was really tough. I agree. I felt the same way. And then I was just like, no, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah, it was... I don't know. And then just like to go through that journey and then to find out that it wasn't based on a true story. When there's a million stories like it, I just I didn't see the point in like fictionalizing it or non whatever. Yeah, no, fictionalizing. I, I agree. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now about the Redheads book. And I think that's a similar conversation that we're going to have. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree. But it, it was really well done. I'm glad that I saw it because it, there was so much talk about it. Yeah, and it was good. It's so I, highly... Um, recommended I enjoyed it but it's like when you know we're talking about like hidden figures like when we're comparing it to other movies that we watch it just wasn't my favorite I agree um but anything to support Regina King I just love her so much um so for next week's toast movie of the week we are not going to do a toast movie of the week because we are out next week so that's that on that for a little bit but again for August starting next week we will just be doing weekly episodes every Wednesday I'm still doing Dear Toasters all of our Housewives recaps and of course the past five stories that you need to know from the previous week and it'll be great thank you guys for giving us that time to break a little bit and I'm very much looking forward to that anything else you want to say before we wrap it up no I believe that is all she wrote she's been writing a lot today so I think she'll be grateful for the break thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast every weekday Monday through Friday on YouTube and we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's Spotify iTunes Stitcher Public Radio iHeartRadio CastBox all the places so wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you guys have a fabulous day and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.